1: Mysore and episode 185.
0: There
2: are only two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle.
3: The seven chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers and could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose Welcome to my seven chakras and now your host Aditya Jai Kumar
1: What's up, Action Tribe? AJ here, host and founder of My Seven Chakras, the show where we dive deep into the ancient world to uncover nuggets of wisdom that will help you find your life's purpose. This is one show where we believe that any disease or discomfort is due to blocked or stagnant energy and that your body has a natural, powerful ability to heal. Today, we talk about the power of happiness and much more. But before that, let's listen to our latest iTunes review. Today's review is by a user named Miss Rakash, who writes, subscribe to My7Chakras. I found this webcast on a fluke. Aditya has a soothing, encouraging voice and his guest speakers are amazingly insightful. Subscribe, you won't be disappointed. Ms. Rikas, thank you so much for your kind words and for joining the movement. Action Trap, if you want your review to be read out as well, make sure you share your views, your thoughts, and your experiences in the form of an iTunes review. If you've never written a review before, it's super simple. If you're on your podcast app on your iPhone, just hit reviews and then hit write a review. You can also use this link to jump directly onto the iTunes review page. The link that you need is my7chakras.com forward slash review that's my7chakras.com forward slash review. Action taker, like I always say, even one review from you is a giant leap for our movement because it helps us get more exposure and attract more action takers around the world just like yourself. And with that out of the way, I'm excited to bring you our featured guest for today, Marcy Shyamov. So Marcy, are you ready to inspire? I
2: am so ready.
1: That is wonderful. So Marcy Shaimov is a number one New York Times bestselling author, a world-renowned transformational teacher, and an expert on happiness, success, and unconditional love. Her books include the international bestsellers Love for No Reason and Happy for No Reason. Marcy is also the woman's face of the biggest self-help book phenomenon in history as co-author of six books in the Chicken Soup for the Woman's Soul series. Her most recent and releases have been inspirations for women color your world happy with total book sales of more than 15 million copies worldwide in 33 languages marcy is one of the best-selling female non-fiction authors of all time so marcy it's so great to have you on the show before we move on take a few moments to tell us more about your wonderful story
2: well um you know Most often people ask me, well, why is it that you speak and write about happiness and these days more about miracles? And it's because of that old saying, we teach what we most want to learn. I was born depressed. I came out of the womb with existential angst. I was an un- happy kid. Even though I had a great family, everything was great, I was really, really unhappy and so I dedicated my life to um, to finding out how I could become happier and the news is good um, there is, science has cracked the happiness code, we know what it takes for people to be happier and I have done all of the research that's out there that I know of and, and I've applied what I can to my own life and it works I'd say I went from a, a almost failing like a D, D minus in happiness to an A in happiness. I'm always still working on it, but it does work. And I've mm-hmm. shared this with hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people and it works universally. So as far as I'm concerned, this is the best news out there that science has cracked the happiness code. We know what it takes for people to be happy. Anyone can be happier. It's worked for me. It works for everybody that I share it with. It can work for anyone. And So no matter where you are, in the happiness continuum, you can be happier.
1: The news is good. Action Tribe, don't you just love when you hear the words, the news is good? So Marcy, thanks a lot for sharing. Let's begin the show with some words of inspiration. My question is, what is your favorite inspirational quote? And how does that quote play out in your day-to-day life?
2: Well, <clears throat> I have hundreds and hundreds of favorite inspirational quotes. But I, I, I narrowed it down to two for you today. Um, sure. I feel indulge me in my two quotes the first one is by Einstein and Einstein said there are only two ways to live your life one is as though nothing is a miracle the other is as though everything is a miracle and what I've noticed in the people who are living what I call a miraculous life a deeply happy life is that they look at life as miraculous And they believe that we live in a friendly universe, that the universe is always on our side. And that no matter what happens to us, it's happening out of love. And so, you know, I I really, whatever goes on throughout my day, I do my best to look at it as though it is a miracle. So that's my first quote. And my Mm -hmm. second quote is by Rumi. And Rumi said so many things, but one of my favorites. Rumi said, a lifetime without love is of no account. Love is the water of life, drink it down with heart and soul. And I do think that love is the highest energy on the planet, and I'm not just talking about the romantic love, I'm talking about Mm -hmm. just unconditional love, a deep, deep opening of the heart. And so what I I intend to share with you over over the time that we're together here are some specific practices. That people can do to live in this greater experience of love and of looking at life as miraculous.
1: Well, those were some really, really wonderful and inspirational quotes. So, thanks a lot for sharing. Live life as though everything is a miracle. Action Tribe, you need to believe that the universe is on your side and that everything is happening for you because love, as we're learning today, is the water of life. So with that, let's dive in. Uh, Marcy, what inspired you to write your book, Happy for No Reason? Mm -hmm.
2: So what inspired me was my own journey of happiness, or, or unhappiness, I should say. As I said, I was very unhappy throughout my growing up years and my teen years. And so when I was in my 20s, I did something that I think a lot of people do. I set specific goals for myself, thinking that once I achieved those goals, then I would be happy. It's what I call the I'll be happier when syndrome. And, you know, Mm -hmm. when these things happen, then I'll be happy. Let me just share with you the five goals that I set in my early 20s. They were that I would, first of all, have a successful career helping people. Secondly, that I would um, have a great husband or life partner. Third was that I'd have fabulous friends. Fourth was that I'd have a comfortable home. And the fifth was that I would have the equivalent of Halle Berry's body. Mm -hmm. Now. I got four out of the five. I don't have Halle Berry's body, but I do have a healthy body for which I'm very grateful. And I'll tell you that I had a very deep kind of uh, turning point moment, almost a dark night of the soul in June of 1998. At the time, I had achieved all of those goals. I had three books in the top five on the New York Times bestseller list at the same time. And I had just finished giving a speech to 8,000 people. I had autographed 5,432 books. The client had a massage therapist there to massage my hand so I could keep on (laughs) doing. And after I autographed that very last book, I I felt like an author rock star. It was the pinnacle of of, of a career. And I remember going up to my hotel room, which was the penthouse suite that my client had gotten for me. And I walked over to the beautiful panoramic view from these huge windows that was overlooking Lake Michigan and Chicago. And I felt in one sense on top of the world, but on the other sense, I turned around and I fell onto my bed and I burst into tears. And I burst into tears because I realized that I had everything that I thought I needed to be happy. And I still felt empty inside. And I realized that I could no longer fool myself into thinking that just the next thing was going to make me happy. You know, just that next thing, then I'll really be happy because I'd seen that vicious cycle. You know, you get happy for a little while once you achieve your goal, but then it kind of goes away. And Mm -hmm. so that's when I got really serious and decided I am going to do all this research on happiness. I'm going to interview people who are unconditionally happy and I'm going to find out once and for all what it takes to be happy so that's that was kind of the turning point moment for me and and when I got real serious about uh and why I wrote happy for no reason I I did all this ex- these experiments on myself and it worked and I I experimented on other people and it worked and I realized it's a formula to this and I want to share this with the world
1: wonderful so I love the story that you just shared with us you mentioned that as you were growing up you were unhappy you set goals, very specific goals for yourself. You mentioned the five goals, successful career, great life partner, wonderful friends, comfortable home, and a wonderful body as well. You did achieve Most of those goals, you felt like a rock star. Highly successful books, a lot of people coming to your book signing, wanting autographs from you. So you felt like a rock star, but on the other sense, like you mentioned, you felt empty inside and you burst into tears, and that sort of set the journey for you to really uncover what is happiness. You interviewed people, you did some research, you and and I've seen some of your videos, wonderful videos. You did a lot of study. So my question is: according to your experience, where does authentic Happiness stem from. Mm,
2: thank you. By the way, your summaries of this are superb. I've never had anyone <laughs> do that so beautifully, and masterfully. So here's the most important thing about happiness that I think everybody should know. This really opened up my eyes. That is that we all have something called a happiness set point, and it's like a thermostat setting. So no matter what happens to us, whether it's good or bad we will tend to return to our thermostat settings. So you win the lottery, you think you're going to be happier, and you are for a few months. But within about a year, you return to your original happiness set point. And the same is true of people who have tragedies. So it's the set point that's the key. And here's how the set point is determined. It's 50% genetic. You're born with it. It's about 10% your circumstances. Now, look at this. Most people are so busy Try to make their circumstances perfect so they'll be happier. But those circumstances only account for 10% of your happiness. The other 40% is your habits of thoughts and behavior. And that's where you have the most leverage. That's where you can really make the biggest change in raising your happiness set point. And I'm going to take this a step further and share with you that uh, scientists in the field of epigenetics, people that study Mm -hmm. your genes and your DNA, they have found that even when that 50% that's genetic, that you know we think is predetermined, it's in our genes. Well, it actually is influenced by our habits of thoughts and behavior, and that says that that means that up to 90% of our happiness set point can be changed or influenced by these habit, habits of thoughts and behavior. I call them happiness habits, and I, I don't, I, uh, um, came up with 21, I distilled them down actually to 21 main happiness habits that anyone can practice to raise their happiness set point.
1: Got it. So you spoke about this concept or this idea called the happiness set point a point that we always return to no matter how many highs we have. And that research has found that this point is determined by many factors, as you mentioned, 50% by genetics, 10% is our circumstances, just 10%, and 40% is our thoughts and behaviors and habits that we're either uh, accustomed to, or we take steps to get accustomed to. Is that correct?
2: Yes, I mean, we can change those habits. Most of us live our lives so habitually but what we want to do is take the steps to change those habits
1: got it now let's take a few steps back here i was watching one of your wonderful keynote speeches and on there you shared that the root cause of unhappiness unhappiness is stress so why do people experience stress according to your uh, experience
2: well i mean we live in a culture in a society where stress is quite so prevalent um, and it's everything from feeling overwhelmed with so much to do and so much stimulus, so much input. You've got, you know, hundreds of emails coming at you. You've got all kinds yeah. of stuff going on. All of that creates stress. But ultimately, I believe that stress is not those things, those outer things. It's how we approach those outer things. It's how we approach that's based on our inner state. You know, I I can look at somebody like His Holiness the Dalai Lama, who is one of the happiest people I've ever had the honor of getting to meet. And I did get to actually ask him some questions as well. And, you know, he has as much stress coming at him as any anybody, but he's living from this state that I call happy for no reason. And, and let me define what I mean by that. Happy for no reason is an inner state of peace and well-being that isn't dependent on our circumstances. So that means that we're bringing this inner state of peace and well-being to whatever's going on in our outer world. And that's how we handle stress most effectively.
1: I really, really loved the explanation that you just shared. You said that stress is not the stimuli, not the external factor, but how we respond to those external circumstances. And that happiness is determined by our state. That is really an inner state of peace and not an external state of peace. Now, I'm curious, um, what does research and study have to say about the effects of happiness on our body and mind?
2: Oh, there's so much research about the um, positive value of being happier. You know, first of all, happiness in itself is its own benefit. So when you're happy, you're happy. (laughs) That's great. But let's take a look at what else it affects in your life. So people who are happier are healthier. They're one third less likely to get sick. And they live on average nine years longer. Lots and lots of research about health and uh, happiness in the body. Then let's look at success. Happier people are much more likely to be more successful. They earn, on average, over a million dollars more over the course of their lifetime. People like doing business with happier people. Also, when you're happier, you're more creative. You're more resilient. You're able to come up with better ideas. And then another area that our happiness affects is the area of relationships. Um, you know, we have a 50% divorce rate in North America. And people who are happier have a lower divorce rate. They have greater satisfaction and fulfillment in their relationships. So it kind of affects every major area of our life.
1: Absolutely. You've shared many benefits and those really span, as you mentioned, an entire spectrum uh, in terms of being one Third, less likely to get sick. You live longer and I'm sure many of our listeners would like to live nine years longer. You spoke about the fact that people have better business relationships as well as one-to-one relationships and more fulfilled uh, when they become more happy. And not only that, people get more ideas and they're really more creative and those are really, really wonderful uh, benefits to have. Uh, but I'm sure someone listening to the show is going, "What are some factors or situations that are currently keeping me away from experiencing true happiness in my life
2: yeah uh, so the uh, your question is what are people are wondering what are the things that are keeping my happiness away absolutely well here's let me let me just answer that by sharing with you what I found are the seven main areas that impact our happiness, and what i what I recommend that you do. The listeners do is that you write these down and then you notice which of these areas in your life are the weakest because your happiness is only as strong as your weakest link and and where you're going to get your greatest results or our um, improvement in your happiness is starting at the area where you're the weakest and it's different for each of us. So I found that there are these seven main areas of happiness and I know that it's hard for people to remember seven of anything. So I created a metaphor for these seven things so you can remember them better. Mm-hmm. And I call it building your inner home for happiness. Now, a home has seven main components. It's got a foundation. It's got four corner pillars that the walls are, uh, you know, that hold up the walls. It's got a roof and it's got a garden. And here's how that relates to the seven main areas of happiness. The first area is the foundation. And that has to do with taking responsibility for your happiness. Not blaming your life circumstances for your unhappiness, but going, hey, wait, I can do something about my happiness. Now, how you can tell whether you're doing well in this area or not is how much you show up like a victim in life. And there are three indicators of being a victim. They are blaming, shaming, or complaining. Do you blame others? Do you blame yourself, meaning feeling shame? Or do you complain a lot? If you're in any of those things, then you need to focus on taking responsibility for your life and your happiness. Then you've got the four corner pillars. There's the pillar of the mind, the pillar of the heart, the pillar of the body, the pillar of the soul. The pillar of the mind has to do with your thoughts. Do you have thoughts that support your happiness or do you you tend to get stuck a lot in negativity? The pillar of the heart. Do you live with love? Do you have an open heart? Do you have gratitude and forgiveness and kindness and generosity? The pillar of the body. Do you have the biochemistry of happiness? You know, some people are just really low in the biochemicals that support happiness, the serotonin, the endorphins. By the way, for me, this was one of the areas where I had to start because I had a low biochemical um. I didn't have those chemicals. So I had to start in the area of the body. And then there's the soul. Do you feel connected to a greater energy in life? Whether you call it God, the divine, nature, the one, creative intelligence. I don't care what you call it. But do you feel connected to a bigger energy than than just you, a universal energy? And then there's the roof of your home for happiness, which has to do with your purpose in life. Do you live an inspired life? And then finally, there's the garden, the seventh area. And the garden has to do with who do you surround yourself with? Do you surround yourself with toxic people or the weeds in your garden? Or do you surround yourself with roses and gardenias, the people that really support you in being happier? And so what I ask you to do is look at all seven of those areas and see where are you the strongest, where are you the weakest, and start with where you're the weakest.
1: Wow, you shared a lot of information right there. And I'm sure that our listeners are busy taking down notes for this as well. Action Drive, you guys know that you'll have the show notes. So I'm going to share the link. So you can go straight to the show notes and download the show notes. But I'm just trying to summarize what you just said, you spoke about the foundation, um, where you're sort of taking responsibility for your own happiness, right? Uh, And are you blaming, uh, you know, other people for your not being happy? Are you shaming? Or are you complaining a lot? Because that is not taking responsibility for your happiness. You spoke about the pillars that sort of uh, support your entire house, Uh, the mind, the type of thoughts that you're constantly having, your heart, do you live with love? Do you have that strong connection with love in your heart, your body, your body's uh, chemical composition. How is that supporting you in your soul? Do you feel connected to something larger than yourself, to infinite intelligence, to the universal life force, to the universe? then you spoke about the roof. Do you currently live an inspired life? Have you found your purpose? Because if you find your purpose, then you will feel happy no matter how many challenges you face in life In your garden. And this is something that I really, really resonate with the most. Because Action Tribe, the people that you surround with determine whether you grow or you stay where you are. So who are you surrounding yourself with? Who is your tribe? So thanks a lot for sharing that marcy i think that was really really helpful now with all this information i'm sure that a question that someone listening to the show might be having is how do i become happy
2: so it's such an important question and, and i actually uh i have a little happiness questionnaire that people can take to see where they are the highest and the lowest and i do recommend that everybody start where their achilles heel is and i'll just give you an example as i mentioned for me it was my body. I didn't have the serotonin that I needed to feel good. I didn't have the endorphins that I needed. So I, I found that out and I, there's actually a little, uh, survey, um, that I, uh, that I offer in Happy for No Reason where you can see if you've got the right biochemistry of happiness. And I started Taking the right amino acids and supplements that supported um, more serotonin. I started exercising more regularly to get the endorphins. I did some very specific things physically that got me jump started. So, it when when you ask where do people where do I start, the answer yeah. is a little bit uh, nebulous because it, it you start where you are and where you your greatest need is. Now, there are some universal places to start as well. Shall I give one that I think is kind of the most universal? Yeah, please go ahead. So, you know, people are always asking me, how do I fast track my happiness? And I would say probably the biggest fast track I know for happiness is forgiveness. Really, really living in with forgiveness, both for others and for yourself. When we have resentment... When we have any kind of of old energy of anger that we're holding on to, it totally blocks the flow of life force and happiness in our lives. So there are lots of um, forgiveness practices out there. I'm going to share with you the one that I use the most and that I love. And it's one you may have heard of. It's super simple. It's called Ho'oponopono. Um, it's a... Um, Hawaiian practice which is why all the os and the h's and the p's ho pono pono you never need to have to say the word to be able to do this practice so the practice is simply repeating four phrases in your heart towards the person or situation that you have anger towards and then also towards yourself and let me share with you these four phrases they are i'm sorry please forgive me thank you i love you and i'm going to repeat those i'm sorry Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And all you do is you sit and think about the person or situation. And by the way, they could already the person could be passed away. It doesn't matter. It's about you changing your energetic experience of the situation. It is not about them changing at all. They never have to know that you've done this. So you sit, I recommend sitting with your eyes closed, your attention on your heart, and for three, four, five minutes, you send energy. I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you towards the person or situation. And then a few minutes, sending the energy towards yourself and do this every day until you feel a real shift in the energy and watch miracles unfold in your life.
1: So you shared, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Action Tribe. Do you feel your body's chemical composition changing right now? Are you feeling nice? That is definitely a powerful phrase right there. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And I love you. Now, Marcy, as you've suggested and alluded to before, happiness sometimes tends to be an event. You know, you go to a live concert, you feel happy. You go for a movie, you feel happy. You meet a relative after a long time, you feel happy. But in reality, you may not experience these external events all the time. So what advice do you have for someone who wants to make happiness a habit?
2: Right. So, what you speak of is you go to a concert, you're happy, you meet a friend, you're happy, you, all of those things. Yeah. That's what I call happy for good reason. And there's nothing wrong with it. That's great. Yay. Lots, Lana have lots of those things. That's like stringing together a bunch of good experiences. So imagine that you've got a um, a string of beads and that's adding a bunch of beads to your life. But the reality is what's most important is the string, the underlying experience. And so what we want to do is we want to strengthen that. And that's what I call happy for no reason. We want to strengthen that foundational place where no matter what's going on in your life, you have that inner state of peace and well-being. And that's where any one of these 21 habits come in. You pick one of these 21 habits. So I just shared with you a few of them. The habits of the body, raising your serotonin level or Getting exercise, the habit of forgiveness. You know, I, I'm happy to share. Uh, can I share one experience with everybody right now that we could all do together? And in the next two minutes, we can shift our our experience to a higher a uh, state.
1: Oh, totally! Our listeners would really love that.
2: Great. So, um, I'm going to ask you. To be my guinea pig, is that all right? Yep. Okay. So here's the deal. I want everyone to do this with us because if we just do this together and everybody listens, it's boring for them. So okay. we want to do this. Everyone joining in, and this is a practice called um, the Inner Ease technique. I learned it from the Institute of Heart Math. They are the world's leading researchers on happiness and our heart, how our heart affects our uh, ourselves. So, um, so it. It's three simple steps. You can do this with your eyes opened or closed. I recommend doing it with your eyes closed if you're able to, if you're in a place where you can close your eyes. Just makes it go a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. The first step is to simply place the palm of your hand on your heart. Now that simple act of putting your hand on your heart starts the flow of a chemical called oxytocin. And oxytocin is dubbed the love hormone because it's what we have more of when we feel bonded and connected with each other. But just sitting like this with your hand on your heart is stimulating the oxytocin in your body. Now, the second step is to imagine that you're breathing in and out through the center of your heart. Your breath is coming into your heart. Your breath is going out of your heart. At your own pace, you're inhaling into your heart. You're exhaling out of your heart. Now, just now, you may already be noticing that you feel a shift in your body or in your emotions. But the third step is the is the key. And that is on each in-breath, imagine that you're breathing in love, ease, and compassion. On your exhale, you just exhale normally through your heart. But on each inhale, breathe into your heart, taking in love, ease, and compassion, and exhaling out of your heart. And when you inhale, breathing in love, ease, and compassion, you can either remember a time when you felt any of those things. You can remember a person or your favorite animal that brings up that. Those feelings, or you can just internally say the words to yourself love, ease, and compassion. Any of those will help create more of this beautiful feeling that we call the love response. So let's take one more deep breath into the heart, breathing in love, ease, and compassion, and then exhaling gently out of the heart. And you can slowly take your hand away, and when you feel ready, you can slowly open your eyes. And as you are opening your eyes, I want you to notice how do you feel different in your body right now? How do you feel different emotionally right now than you did just a few minutes ago? So, Aditya,
1: you you yes. said
2: you would be my guinea pig. Tell me, how do you feel mm-hmm. any different now than you did a couple of minutes ago?
1: Well, um uh... As soon as I put my uh, palm on my heart, I felt as if the heartbeat vibrations were spreading throughout my body and not just in my heart. And secondly, it was one of those moments where I was mindful of my heartbeat because throughout the day, you sort of tend to assume that the heart is just working, right? So that was a lot of gratefulness for my heart itself that's beating for me without, without, without me having to remind it or, you know, coax it to work harder. It's always there. And uh, the other thing is, uh, like you mentioned, I could really feel that oxytocin spreading throughout my body in a very gratefulness moment. Like I am here and I'm enjoying this moment. And I know there's this internal knowing that the universe will take care of me. So it was wonderful. (laughs)
2: Beautiful. So what you're describing right now is what science calls the love response. And um, science has determined that we have something called the stress response. We all know what it feels like, and it's got its own brain activity, heart rhythms, and biochemistry. And likewise, Dr. Eva Selhub, a doctor from Harvard, researcher, found that we have something called the love response, which has a very distinct heart rhythm, uh, brain brain activity, and biochemistry. And um, what they found is that just Five minutes of being in the stress response, feeling angry, frustrated, stressed out, can suppress your immune system for up to six hours. But five minutes of being in the love response can strengthen your immune system for up to six hours. So this is like really powerful stuff. You know, and here's what I recommend, because doing it once like we just did is, you know, it's a nice experience, but it's not going to make any change in your life. Here's what will make the change. If you were to do this every day, for a couple of times a day. And you can do it with your eyes open when you're standing in line at the grocery store, when you're sitting on the phone talking to somebody. Do it for a couple of minutes a day, every day for two weeks, and you'll start to be in the habit of being in the love response, and it'll become more and more your default state. I mean, I've done this thousands of times now. All I have to do is put my hand up to my heart, and already that whole, like, really great feeling comes over me. Well,
1: thanks a lot for sharing that wonderful technique. Action Tribe doing this exercise on this podcast is one thing, and being at a live event in front of Marcy amongst thousands of other like-minded conscious human beings is another so if you can I would strongly recommend we're going to share the website very soon but I strongly recommend that you attend a live event of Marcy depending on what her schedule is for the year 2017 so Marcy we have a question now for one of our listeners Alina who actually has been to one of your live events in Toronto this year and her question is given the current political climate and other issues in the news are we experiencing a large-scale shift in energy to higher vibration or awareness, and why? Mm, Great,
2: great question. You know, I think we live at very, very exciting times, and it's been predicted for thousands of years that we were in a very big shift of consciousness on our planet right now. And while things may not look great on the outside, I believe that what's happening is that we're in a very big cleansing phase, and that, um, that there, as the light gets bigger on the planet, also so t- sometimes do the challenges to get cleared out. And, um, I feel very, very strongly that, um, I, you know, I've seen it. I, I teach every year a program mm-hmm. called Your Year of Miracles. And, uh, we have thousands of people from, uh, more than 45 countries that join and there is just this universal energy that's happening where people are, are connecting in, in this greater state of, of love and, and, and miracles happening. And I think that, that the shifts happen both internally when we make the change, but also when we connect in with bigger groups of people that are, are in it together. It kind of supercharges your own experience of,
1: of living an amazing life. Beautiful, beautiful. Thanks a lot for sharing. Now I know that you've interviewed and studied with so many amazing people. Who is one of the happiest persons you've met till date?
2: Don't mind. Goodness! There are so many happy people. I, 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 you know, there's famous happy people like I mentioned, His Holiness the Dalai Lama. There's a guy, uh, a man named Mathieu Ricard, who is, um, who is a Buddhist monk who um, is c- called the happiest man in the world. They've studied his brain waves, and um, he's just extraordinary. And then there's everyday people that you, you know, you would never. know. I mean, one woman I, I interviewed named Sally Sals is one of the happy. People in the world, and it came about because she actually, um, the week of her 50th birthday, she found herself in severe pain. She was rushed to the emergency room of the hospital. She had uh, found out that she had liver disease. She was going to need a liver transplant. This was out of nowhere. She couldn't drink. She had no family history of liver problem, and um, she she fortunately got a liver transplant. And a year later, she was fine. A year, but a year later, she needed another liver transplant, and uh, she realized that she was doing something, something was off in her life. And she remembered from Chinese medicine that the liver has mm-hmm. to do with anger. And she realized that she had a lot of anger, not towards others, but towards herself. So every day she would practice self-love day in day out practicing 10, 15 minutes of self-love. And a couple of months After doing this, she went to the doctor to get ready for her second liver transplant surgery. And the doctor said, I don't know what's happened, but you don't need it. You're completely healed. And it was a miracle, all from self-love and these, you know, kind of practicing these techniques that I talk about. And so there are just... I, I'm so inspired by the power of of doing the practices that that I talk about here and what they can do to change our lives.
1: Well, thanks a lot for sharing, and I love that you mentioned that happiness can come into a person who's highly influential or anyone in you know in regular life as well. You don't have to really be popular or influential. Happiness is for each and everybody. Thanks a lot for sharing that.
2: Well, I want to add to that. It's not. It's actually our birthright. I believe it's what we are put on the planet for each one of us is put on the planet to live a greater state of consciousness which you know I happen to call happy for no reason but other people might call it a deep state of love, a deep state of of truth of wisdom of awakeness that is our purpose here on the planet and it's not just for anyone you know special people it is for every human being
1: love that so for someone listening to the show right now who wants to take action towards experiencing authentic happiness what is it one action step that you'd like to recommend
2: oh gosh as I said there's so many we've I've given probably three or four practices that you could do right now uh, one very very simple action step you can take is certainly gratitude it's been shown that um, that people who practice gratitude daily practice which means every day you You uh, write down five things a day that you're grateful for. You focus on gratitude. And uh, within 30 days, that will raise your happiness set point. So there's the old saying, what you appreciate, appreciates. Mm. What you put your attention on grows stronger in your life. So be on the lookout for the good. Focus on it and really take it in and savor it and that will grow your happiness
1: action tribe to access the show notes for today's episode visit my 7 forward slash 185 that's my 7 forward slash 185 Thousands of candles can be lighted from a single candle and the life of the candle will not be shortened. Happiness never decreases by being shared. Now, this is an amazing quote by the Buddha. Action Tribe, the message is loud and clear on this one. I know that you're facing challenges in life, but you never know the kind of impact that you can have on someone else's life. It doesn't have to be huge, but if you make efforts to bring just a little happiness in someone else's life every day or do some random acts of kindness once in a while, you won't be wasting your time or energy. In fact, you might even transform that one person's life. But the magic is, as we're learning today, in doing so, you will experience a shift in your own life, chemically, physically, mentally, spiritually, you'll feel different, you'll think different, and you'll react much more differently to the obstacles that you're facing right now. So Marcy, talk to us about a time when you faced a major challenge. How did you enter that situation? And then what steps did you take to overcome it?
2: It's a great question. Um, I can give you so many different times, but I, I think I'll, I'll speak, to, um, speak to a time in the late 80s when I was going through a very deep emotional uh, challenge. It felt sort of like my dark night of the soul. I had been in a relationship for two years with a man that I really loved. His name is Bob, and Bob is fabulous, but I didn't think that Bob was my life partner. We had a great relationship, but he just didn't feel like my life partner. You know, I just—it was something that was beyond what anything logical. And so, we decided to break up so that we could create the space for our true life partners. Well, about two weeks after we broke up, Bob met a friend of mine, a woman named Holly, and they fell in love. Now, I didn't want Bob, but I didn't want anybody else to have him either. It really, really propelled me into this deep kind of state of anguish. And Holly lived around the corner from me. We lived in a small town. I had to find a whole new way to drive to my house so I could avoid seeing Bob's car in front of Holly's house. And I went into such a deep funk. It kind of really brought up, it felt like not just pain from this experience, but God knows, uh, you know, deep um, even past life pain. It just brought up all kinds of, I felt like there was a dagger in my heart. And I was pretty non-functional for a few months. And then one day I there was a knock at my door and it was Holly. Holly was the last person in the world that I wanted to see. But she said, Marcy, you are in a funk and you gotta get out of this and let me in. So I let her in and she said, I need you to promise to me that you're gonna do something for me every day for the next 21 days. I said, okay, what is it? And she said, I need you to, every day, at the end of the day, write down five things that you're grateful for. Because all you're seeing is this one thing that's not right in your life, and you're missing all the things that are right in your life. And so I did do that. And at the end of the 21 days, that funk, that huge funk had lifted. Still didn't mean that it was completely smooth sailing, but it really, really shifted. And then one other thing that we did made a huge change. She said, Marcy, you need support right now. And we're going to form a support group. And she formed a woman's support group. We together formed that day a woman's support group of six women that we met together every Monday for years and years and years until I moved away. Actually, ten years later, and um, and Holly and Bob did end up getting married. They have a wonderful daughter who's now I don't know twenty. 25 26 and they're happy as can be i'm happy for them they're with the right partner and i am with the right partner but the changes that i made during during that one conversation by introducing gratitude into my life and by introducing a support system a mastermind team uh you know uh, i call them now a heart group or miracles group has made such a huge difference in my life
1: thanks a lot for sharing in just one sentence what is that one major life lesson that you'd like to share with our community
2: one major life lesson as I said there's so many I would say the major life lesson is to um, believe and know that you are here on the planet for a, uh, a reason and the reason is not about suffering the reason is about opening up to the truth of who you are opening up the love of who you are and to take the steps to really deeply find that out take the steps now you know, as we approach, as we're into a new year, we're approaching a new year, this is the time. Now is the time. I don't believe it's an accident that you're listening to this right now. There is a reason that your soul called you to hearing this. And if there is a reason, that would be the one takeaway I would say is you are here to live a miraculous life. That quote we started in the beginning that, that you know there's there are two ways to live your life and one way is that though everything is miraculous that is your
1: birthright Wonderful thanks a lot for sharing I think your story is highly inspirational and I know that many of our listeners uh, are really able to resonate with your story that you just shared you mentioned that in the late 80s you were going through an emotional challenge after a relationship of two years you decided to break up with your partner but the challenge was that your partner met your friend and fell in love And since your friend lived nearby to you, you felt really bad and pained. And you were trying to avoid that situation. And one fine day, your friend, uh, Holly showed up at your door, something that you never imagined or experienced would happen. And surprisingly, she actually ended up helping you. Because she asked you to start a daily gratitude experience. And after 21 days of trusting her, as well as doing the exercise yourself, you found out that the funk cleared out for you. Things got better. And actually, you both collaborated and started a woman's support group, a mastermind. Uh, and I just uh, recall that I have a men's support group as well, a mastermind that we meet every Monday evening. So it's it's wonderful. Uh, and you taught us today that two things really helped you. One is practice of gratitude and the other thing is a mastermind because action drive it's never too late to get support it's very difficult to achieve everything on your own but if you have a group of people who you know like and trust who can give you feedback and hold you accountable to your goals that's a game changer and finally you you gave us a really wonderful uh, message that all of us are here for a reason but you have to take action right away So thanks a lot for sharing, Marcy. I really enjoyed listening to your story. Mm, Thank you. And Action Tribe, as you head towards transforming your life today, you're going to face many ups and downs, situations and events that are going to make you happy and some that are going to make you sad or disappointed. Always be mindful and remember, like we're learning today, where you're drawing your happiness from. Is it coming from external circumstances or internal circumstances? Because you can't completely control what goes on on the outside, but you can control what happens. On the inside. And as Frederick Koenig once said, we tend to forget that happiness does not come as a result of getting something we don't have, but rather of recognizing and appreciating what we do have. So, Marcy, as on today, what is your life's calling?
2: My life's calling, oh, I feel I am the luckiest person in the world. My life's calling is to really help inspire and empower. And heal and awaken people to this truth that we live in uh, you know that their life is miraculous to um, I, I help people my favorite thing that I do these days is I help people live in what I call the miracle zone mm-hmm. we can 't create miracles, but we can create the conditions for miracles to happen in people 's lives, and so this whole Fabulous tribe of of uh, miracles is my is my passion and my favorite thing and my calling to help really inspire and awaken people to
1: living that kind of a life. That's amazing. Now you've shared many wonderful stories, insights, and strategies with us today. Was there ever a defining moment in your life that really changed things for you?
2: Oh, various defining moments. They always happen. You know, I, I I started meditating. That was a very defining moment for me. I think meditation is a critical mm-hmm. practice in our lives. Find the meditation that's right for you. Uh, I've, I've had amazing kinds of um, defining moments uh, in, in various stages of my meditation practices. Um, yeah, and And then, as I said, some of those defining moments where uh, that come out of the not so good feelings, the time when I was in the hotel room and, and felt like at the top of my uh, game but still felt deeply unhappy and excited to turn my life around. So all I think that we have defining moments uh, at various times in our lives and it's really important to honor those moments and maybe right now listening, as you're listening right now, this may be a defining moment for you. You may be saying yeah, you know what? I haven't been living quite a miraculous life and it's time I deserve this And honestly I can say to you I as I as you heard in the beginning of our conversation I was depressed for so much of my life and if I can live my life as though feeling like it's miraculous I truly wake up every morning going oh my god it's a miraculous life amazing things happen to me every day and if that can happen for me I know it can happen for anyone
1: so as you speak Marcy, I can feel your wonderful positive energy getting into the headphones of people listening around the world and really infusing them with that authentic happiness that they have deep within. So thanks a lot for sharing. And with that, we've arrived at the very last round for today, the wisdom round. And our listeners know that the purpose of this round is to take notes and take action. So Marcy, what is the best advice that someone's ever given you?
2: When I was 19 years old, my dad, I asked him, I asked my dad, what's the most important piece of advice you could give me? And he turned to me and he said four words. He said, honey, just be happy. And at that time I was frustrated because I didn't know how to do it, but I've since found that out. So just be happy. Find out how you can raise your happiness. Love
1: that. So name a personal habit that keeps you going.
2: Oh, I would say meditation is one of the cornerstones of my life. Meditation is key.
1: Amazing. So I'm curious, how do you start your morning? What is your morning routine like?
2: So I wake up early. I live on a a schedule that I call an Ayurvedic schedule. Ayurveda is the West medicine of East India. And uh, I wake up at uh, usually around 6 in the morning, which is a very powerful time to wake up. I do an ayurvedic oil massage, I take a shower, I exercise, I meditate, I go out and walk on on mother earth for few minutes. It's called grounding. I have a power shake, uh, you know, a a green drink with some protein powder in it. Um, The way I start my day is really critical to setting the tone for the rest of my day.
1: Thanks for sharing. Now, name a book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today. Oh,
2: there's always always so many good books out there. One of my favorites is called The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. And uh, it's just a simple, quick read and one of the deepest and most profound books
1: around. So Action Tribe, I know how much you love our book recommendations. And I also know that many of you purchase these books as soon as you hear them shared on our show. And that's why Audible.com is offering Action Tribe one free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so that you can get out and check their amazing service. Now, Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android or Kindle, including bestsellers like The Chakra System by Anadia Judith, Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa. Yogananda and A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle to download your free audiobook Today go to audibletrial.com forward slash M S C. Once again, that's Audible A U D I B L E trial, T R I A L com forward slash M S C for your free audiobook. So Marcy, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an incredible experience. Before you go, tell us one thing that you are grateful for and tell us the best way we can find you.
2: I am grateful for getting to be connected to a tribe of people like what you have, what like 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 what you're talking about, Aditya, by the people listening to this together. I'm grateful for the opportunity that we live in in this world to raise our consciousness. And I welcome anyone to uh, be on this miraculous journey with me. You can go to um, miraclesin2017.com, miraclesin2017.com, to find out about the Year of Miracles program. And you can also go to happyfornoreason.com. HappyForNoReason.com to uh, I offer you a free gift there of a uh, workbook, 28-page workbook with all 21 of those happiness habits that I that I alluded to. I maybe shared four or five of them with you today, but there's 21 of them along with the practices that go with each one. So I I look forward to getting to um, be be with you all more and and Aditya, can I? Can I share one final quote? I know you asked me a quote to begin with. Can I share a final quote? Absolutely. Okay. So, you know, people often ask me if it's selfish to want to live this happier life, this miraculous life. I mean, what about the whole rest of the world? And I believe that it's the least selfish thing that you can possibly do, that when we become happier, we truly make a huge impact on the world. So I I like to share this as a closing quote with you. It's a Chinese proverb, and it goes like this. It says, When there is light in the soul, there will be beauty in the person. When there is beauty in the person, there will be harmony in the house. When there is harmony in the house, there will be order in the nation. And when there is order in the nation there will be peace in the world. And my prayer and my wish for every single one of us is that we feel that light in our own souls. And through that, we help create more peace here on this planet of ours.
1: Well, thanks a lot for sharing that wonderful quote with us. In fact, these days, I'm so much into ancient Chinese philosophy and Taoism. So... I'm going to take that uh, quote uh, for my collection. Uh, Action Tribe, two links, happy for no reason and miracles in 2017.com. We'll have both the links up in the show notes so that you can click and get to experience the authentic happiness right within you. Marcy, thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about the power of happiness and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Thank
2: you.
3: Listening to My Seven Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.